Shut up and sit down. Guys, what what I like to call my freaks now. That's a new thing. So what up, freaks? Episode 17, a guy thing podcast. We are live here at Cross Country Studios. Happy to be back. And um, actually, I just want to say one thing. Um, it's chemistry in a bottle. Science in a bottle. Oh. History in a glass. Science in a bottle. History in a glass. That's the episode tonight, guys. I want to thank you. The following continues to grow. The mailbag is at an all-time high. We're blowing up so big that there's ones that we haven't gotten to yet. Uh, so thank you, guys. Keep them coming. We love to hear from you. Special thanks to Evan Howard for being our guest last week. Awesome film director, badass film director, award-winning film director. So check his stuff out. That underscore Ev on Instagram. Pretty cool stuff. Um, so yeah, we're here. And uh, Bear, I wanted to tell you something uh, that happened to me on Friday night. Hi everybody, I'm here too. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Sometimes Joe takes all the words and air out of the room, but it's fine. Well, I'm actually you. You chat a little. I'm going to take no, a no, sip of this hear, awesome drink. Um, well, Friday night. It was a it was a long day, right? It was a long day Friday. Anyway, I get home. I just, I want to relax. My wife went out, my daughter had to sleep over, no problem. I sit down on the couch about 8.30, I put the television on, the dog hops up, sits with me, it's all good. Five minutes later, knock on the door. I'm like, ugh, who the hell is this? Then I hear a bunch of kids, so they're probably looking for Gianna. So I'm like, eh, they'll get the hint, I'm not getting up, it's not in the mood. Then they relentlessly knocking on the door, ringing the doorbell. I'm like, oh my God, go away. I'm not dealing with this right now. Then I hear the parents in the background. Now it sounds like there's about 20 people outside my front door. I'm like, what? What in the word is going on here? And then I hear one of them go, let's go around back in the yard. Maybe he's out back. And if they go out back, I have sliding glass doors in the back of my house. You've been to my house, you know. Mm-hmm. They could see me. I was sitting on the couch. So I got to get up now. <laughs> I don't want them to see me sitting on the couch. In the other I, uh, yeah. I get up. If you're lucky. I, I, if you're lucky. <laughs> Thank you. I get yeah. up. I answer the door. Every adult has a drink in their hand. And they're singing Christmas carols to me. This is the neighborhood I live in. It's the best. They're all singing Christmas carols. But like funny, you know, drinking and everything. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, what are you guys doing out here? Like, we're drinking... We're going Christmas caroling around the neighborhood. Come on. I'm like, oh, boy. All right. Uh, I'll catch up with you guys. So I threw a pair of pants on. I made a cocktail. <laughs> I go outside. And I, <clears throat> all of a sudden, I miss it. Like, you know, we're all hanging out, taking pictures. But I notice, like, everybody's pretty shit-faced at this point. I'm like, 8.30 at night, shit-faced already. So they were drinking as soon as they got home. So I, I caught, like, the tail end of these guys. So... Anyway, we go back to a buddy's, a buddy of mine's house, and all of a sudden I get a text message. We're all on a thread together. It's like 10 neighbors. We're all on a thread. And I get a text message from uh, Joe. He's away, but he's got all cameras outside his house. One of the neighbors, John, decided that he was going to walk up to his house, and the motion detector goes off and notifies Joe's phone, and he's pulling his pants down, mooning the frigging 
camera. Who's <laughs> going to those video doorbells? Yeah, the uh, ring. Yep, yep. So I, on my phone, I have footage of John giving him the second moon of the night. That's great. Yeah. Who needs a Xerox with your ass on it anymore for the office Christmas party? You got a ding-dong doorbell. There you go. I like it. So, yep, that's that's the neighborhood I live in. Awesome neighborhood. Shout out to my neighbors. Uh, but enough about me. Enough about me bullshitting. Um, today's guest, he is the brand manager and distillery GM for Steel Tie Spirits. You may have seen their famous black coral rum in a liquor store near you. Please welcome John Moore. Thank Golf you. Clap. Thank Golf you. Clap. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's great to be here with you guys. Thanks so much for having me. We got a big array of rum to drink here while we uh, while we sit and talk. Uh, it's great to spend your Monday evening. It's Monday, right? It is Monday. Rum makes the days run together. <laughs> it's a pretty nice way to. I love it, man. I mean, this week. drink that you made is phenomenal. <clears throat> well, I appreciate that. I uh, I come from a lot of years behind the bar, and I. I moved up here about 15 months ago yeah. <clears throat> from Key West where I was running food and beverage programs and I was just a craft cocktail lover. And now I've got uh, I've got access to some of the greatest local handmade spirits and I just love working with them. It's great. Yeah, it is. I mean, you this uh, drink you made, this uh, pumpkin old-fashioned, is it's pumpkin pie old fashioned, phenomenal. Yeah. So, um, I mean, thank you so much. First of all, let me not skip past the fact that you called Black Coral famous. <clears throat> we are really trying to eke out a, uh, a chunk out of the, uh, the big boys, the Bacardis, and the captains of the world. Um, and it's uh, an interesting thing to do with a brand that was founded by a father and son team that don't come from hospitality. The father ran the Palm Beach County SWAT team for 33 years. The son uh, owned a construction company and a landscaping firm, and they both took their life savings and put it into black coral rum and they did it for two reasons basically i mean well really three one of the one i almost left out was that they wanted to have a company together father and son <clears throat> what's better than that mm -hmm. um but they also they wanted to make really great booze that was in the world of booze healthy for you mm -hmm. so no sugar added no bad chemicals supporting only local farmers to get your ingredients um, and they wanted to uh, use these bottles sale, sold to generate donations for local veterans groups. And, I mean, that's any, incredible, anybody man. can be in business yeah. to do business, but these guys set out to make their community better mm -hmm. <clears throat> in a really interesting way. And, like, they isolated and found some, some spots where, I mean, everybody's seen the ads on, on TV and online for uh, Wounded Warrior and all that's mm -hmm. very important. But the first charity that got their eye... All every dollar ever given to them, there's no like admin cost. Every dollar goes to the cause, and what it is, it's called Operation 300. It's in Hope Sound, and it's uh, a, fa a father and mother of a fallen soldier. He was a Navy SEAL and he got killed in action in Afghanistan, I believe. And after they went through their very lengthy process of picking up their pieces, <clears throat> they figured out that there were a lot of other families that had, had to deal with the oh, same yeah. thing and there were just wives who couldn't through anguish get it together even to go to the grocery store for the kids yeah. and you know the kids now are missing a role model so there's summer camp programs and it's really a, an astounding group of people mm -hmm. doing some amazing work and you know we've started we've not started we've been supporting them mm -hmm. cut them a check at Christmas every year a dollar from every bottle sold I uh, believe, if I'm uh, remembering correctly, so far we've donated over $40,000 to them. Wow. We haven't given them their Christmas check this year, I don't believe. Um, I, I, I commend you guys for that. I mean, it's uh, what I love about you guys, local, 
Yeah. You know, down here in Florida, distilled in Florida, um, it's a it's an all natural product. And you, you, what I love about you guys, you're a local company trying to help other local companies good. and trying to do the right thing with the veterans. And and I see the work that you guys have done in the community, and it's fantastic. It really we, is. We love yeah. doing it. I'll give you the analogy. Um, I was supposed to be up here. I moved here from Key West. Um, in a couple of days, it'll be my 15-month anniversary, not that I'm keeping track. <clears throat> but I was supposed to be here about a month and a half earlier than that, but uh, Hurricane Irma showed up and screwed up my oh. hometown in Key West, and I rode out the storm in Key West in my in my friend's home. Um, it was... You rode the entire storm I out? was there for Irma, yeah. And I was born and raised in Key West. I've seen a lot of hurricanes, wow. a lot of tropical storms. Irma was a different creature, and uh, I'll get back to why we do the work that we do. Uh, in a second, through the lens of this story, <clears throat> a couple of days after the storm was over, one of my dearest friends and his girlfriend that I rode out the storm with, um, the three of us were volunteering at uh, one of the depots where you hand out food or water or rations or ice um, to the residents that were that had stayed uh, down there to protect uh, FEMA, their, right? FEMA, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was all mm-hmm. National Guard folks and guys, mm-hmm. fuck, kids from Kansas. Wow, that left their young wife with their children to come down and help us out. And we, after that day of doing that out in the hot sun, you know, these guys are fatigued. We can wear mm-hmm. whatever we want, but it's their job. <clears throat> right. They signed up for it. It's an all-volunteer force. And we were sitting back at the house with no power and rationed water only on for about an hour or two a day. And mm-hmm. I looked at my buddy Mark Straight and I said, hey, man, why do you, why do you suppose these people care huh? enough to leave their families and come and help us out and make sure we're not... A wreck, and I don't know what I expected out of Mark, but he gave me the greatest answer. Simple, simple as could be. He said, "Because it's important, and that's why we do what we mm-hmm. do." I mean, anybody can start a company and want to be in business to make the next Amazon.com or whatever the mm-hmm. thing is, but people don't buy what you do; they buy why you do it. Right. And why? Why do we do it? We want to leave it better than we found it. We want to take care of our community and be good stewards of our friends and our neighbors and our. People. That's awesome, man. I think that's why it was a good match for you to be on the show, because uh, that's what we do. We want to help local businesses. We want to help uh, interesting people that are uh, enthusiasts or influencers. And we're ready to get toast to that if you guys can hear the ice tinkling <laughs> in my glass. Oh, yeah. in my you, glass. Can, you can hear what, you can hear the guy farting next door. These microphones oh, are so good. But well, uh, that, that's so tell cool. the story about how you and I met. Yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, and thank you for that. Um, I actually it was so funny. We're getting ready to go to a party. Uh, as a matter of fact, how long ago was this? Uh, this this had to be about a month ago. I was about to say it was actually not. We were going to a party. We were throwing a party. My wife's birthday. We were having a get together uh, uh, family at the house, and uh, I said I'll run to the liquor store, get a couple of bottles, and th- that's it. So I was actually going to get a bottle of Captain Morgan, and I see Ooh. John here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brad. And John's got his whole setup for Black Crow. He's like, hey, you want to uh, try some rum? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I've seen the bottle before. I never tried it. John poured me some uh, glasses, and I had the white, and I had the uh, the spiced, and I loved it. Right away, uh, you know, John told me a dollar goes to the veterans, and, uh, you know, that this is a local brand, and, and just gave me the rundown of the, of the liquor, and I liked it so much. I said, I'm in. So I bought a bottle right then and there. And I said, you know, this would be so cool to have on, on my podcast to talk about this because, you know, you guys are local and, that, and that's kind of our focus. And, and um, 
You're like, yeah, I'd love to be on that podcast. So next thing you know, uh, one thing led to another, and I'm talking. I showed him a video from Death of Glory Ball that we did, and he ends up uh, knowing everybody from Death of Glory, and, and it was just like that, that small world situation. So uh, that was it. After that, I was like, all right, yeah, well, let's stay in touch. He gave me a card. I sent you an email, and we, we emailed a few times, and <clears throat> we're already... Uh, Here we are sipping on yeah, sipping some different kinds of rum. Again. Yeah. That's how it goes down, folks. So just a little something to tell you guys out there. If you're uh, interested in something that you want to do or you're curious but you're afraid and you don't know, just open your mouth and talk about it, whatever it is that's on your mind, because you never know where it's going to lead you. Had I not talked to John and had I just went for my Captain Morgan, we wouldn't be here having this awesome conversation, drinking this awesome liquor. Making new friends. Making new friends, too. Uh, Speaking of Death or Glory and apropos to what you all your beautiful stuff you just said, <clears throat> My friend Amy Harrison, who's one of the owners of Death or Glory at Delray, has this fabulous saying, and I just I think about it all the time. She said to me one day, uh, she said, "We may not make a million dollars, but we will make a million friends." That's awesome. I, uh, yep. How much more wealthy could I be? That's right. Than to have a million friends. How many people I actually use that word on? I like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I want to make a million dollars too. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Bear? I was waiting for that part. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> I mean, I just talked. I mean, yeah, I just talked to my daughter about that, about the importance of friends, and you know, she's eleven, and um, she has friends that are spying on her to other friends. I'm like, well, those aren't your fucking friends. I was like, it's the ones who you can rely on, no matter what. I was like, you might not have any of those now. You might. There's one girl she has. Mm-hmm. Um, she can rely on like that because I have one from when I was seven years old that mm-hmm. I can rely on like that. But um, people you can call <coughs> friends are very important to have. Hundred percent. They're hard to come by. How I think do you we define spoke. for your daughter? Do you have a way do you define friendship? Uh, somebody who you could call at any time and they'll just be there for you. They'll drop whatever they're doing. Even for friendship. an 11-year-old. I don't care. If they'll drop whatever they're doing to be there for you, that is your friend. Right. I love that. i got to be honest. If somebody calls me right now, I'm not moving. Well, that's because you got a great cocktail. Call your father, Uber. Yeah, I don't know if I'm up right now. <laughs> well, the good news is we got a we got a great, comfy place to sit, and thanks for the uh, opportunity to use the space here, man. Absolutely. This is great. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, John, how long have you been in the food and beverage uh, industry? You know, I, I love that you asked me this, story, this question. Um, <clears throat> when I was 19 years old, I was a sophomore at Florida State, and a bunch of my fraternity brothers were working for this catering company. And you're like, come on and work. It's like three or four hours. You make some extra beer money, whatever. So I did, and I loved it. And it was a bunch of my great friends. And the the guy, Robert, who was running it is still very much in my life. I feel like he's just this uncle that I never was really related to. Such a wonderful man, Robert Capers. He lives outside of Jacksonville, and he runs – he's like a high-end wedding planner now. Um, And uh, this is so great. I I fondly remember what a dick I was. (laughs) There was a mobile bar, and it was Tallahassee, so it was our catering company uh, worked with a lot of uh, lobbyists and lawmakers at the state level, and there was a mobile bar at this event. It was at, like, a really nice home. I saw the mobile bar, and I said, hey, Robert, can I be the bartender tonight? And he goes, you know what you're doing? And I said, well, I'm in a fraternity, man. I know how to drink. I know how to pour them. And he goes, all right, go ahead. So... (laughs) We set it all up and cut to, I'm standing back there and I got, I'm swollen from the pride of, ah, bartending is cool. I didn't know jack shit. <laughs> I didn't. I thought I did. And then this lovely little small southern lady, she's probably about the age I am now, and diamonds everywhere, and came up and said, sweetheart, can you make me a margarita? 
And my dumbass said, that's tequila, right? <laughs> now, what she did next could have gone two ways. She could have been like, we're paying a lot of money for this. Where's your boss? You are not qualified. This is on the fence. She could have been mad. Mm-hmm. But she was a southern little lady. My parents came from the south. And I was just not surprised in the moment I got her hospitality and mm-hmm. her generosity. And she said, oh, sweetheart, let me show you how to make a margarita. <laughs> And she was sweet, and she showed me, and she told me. She didn't come behind. She just gave me step by step, and I did, and I served it to her. And I said, you know, I watched her take a sip, and I said, how was it? And she goes, this is one of the best margaritas I've ever had. And It's uh, a really good accent, by the way. Yeah, you know. East Tennessee, I, I, I got it. Tennessee, <clears throat> word yeah. up to Tennessee, awesome place. Amen, God bless. Yeah. Um, so she actually went around the party talking to all of the guests, and I feel like she was one of the hosts. Um, but anyway, she kept urging everybody to go over to the bar and see that nice young man for the best margarita in town. Oh, cool, man. And she, instead of kicking me in the tail about it, gave me a confidence that I could, I mean, at least I had one recipe. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, rum and coke is rum and coke. We all have, you know, one liquor, one mixer. That's not a challenge. That's not a skill. Any dingbat can make that. Um, but to, to be generous like that, she didn't know it. I wish I knew she was because here I am. 20-something years later, and I'm running a distillery brand, and this is my third brand. I've opened another rum distillery already once in my life a year and a half ago in Key West. Unbelievable. Almost two years ago, and I ran a Peruvian Pisco company before that. Mm-hmm. I've been the author of any number of different cocktail programs, and I've consulted and done bar trainings. And if that lady didn't say, oh, sweetheart, let me help you show you how. <laughs> if she didn't do that... For me personally, yeah. I don't know where it would have, I could have got kicked off the, the team that. and I would have been like, like everybody else handing out hors d'oeuvres, but it wouldn't mm-hmm. have given me the interest in this. And it took me a long time to find hospitality. <clears throat> I had another career in LA after college and then I got sick of LA and came back home and it was just easy mm-hmm. to find a job mm-hmm. in a bar at my dad's favorite watering hole and it turned out I was really good at it. And that was 11 years ago and next thing you know, I was like the head bartender way too fast mm. Um, and I just had mentors along the way and, you know, people who were generous with their skills and their knowledge. And I was curious about it. I think through that curiosity, I encouraged people to give me that generosity and take their time to help me be mm-hmm. better because they knew it was only good for the customers. And that's what hospitality is, what's good for the customers. All right. And now you're making pumpkin spice well, old fashions in your kitchen. I totally dorked out about <laughs> it. I totally dorked out about it. Um, uh, my last name is Moore, and the first cocktail I ever think I made up a recipe for, which was stupid, it was just a rum punch. But I called it a morgasm because I was being, once again, the douchey <laughs> guy. But it got me hooked up with this really pretty blonde girl who, um, let's say her curves were in all the right places, and she's still a friend and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so she actually put me in her phone as John Morgasm and caught some shit for that from her friends when I texted her one day. <laughs> anyway, so, I mean, the, the adventure has been long and so much fun. and That is definitely what's going to be in my phone now. Morgasm? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I like it. I'm going to take it. Yeah. Why not? Which may, well, yeah, I think we got to bring that drink back. Maybe, the you orgasm? Know, yeah. It just, was Myers you know, Rum and... Uh, maybe we could... Uh, so now it's Black Coral. Rum. Yeah, now we'll do Black Coral. <laughs> yeah. Now that I have a Black Coral. So, I mean, it's, it's a really astounding thing to... And we'll talk about this. I know you got a direction you're going to take this, but mm-hmm. as a preamble to that, our distillers, the father and son team that created the company, Clint is the father, Ben is the son, and together they've been building this company for six years before I came on board, over five um, these guys make some delicious stuff and they do it with all Florida grown ingredients and 
I was born and raised in South Florida. What a what a great symbiotic kind yep. of a thing. And it's just a great combination of skill sets that, you know, the great entrepreneurs say when you hire, hire to erase your own weakness. Hmm. I come from hospitality. I speak hmm. general manager. I speak bartender. I can tell them what people want to see behind their bar that they don't already have. Mm-hmm. And we work together like that. And we, I mean, our whole objective comes down to making better drinks and so you know Brian said it a minute ago me standing in my kitchen cooking and I'll just look around and go <laughs> I got an idea <laughs> and here comes this pumpkin pile of fashion yeah like which is fantastic you, you, which you I would love to have a refill well, if you don't mind <laughs> so I've met, I've met a, a bunch of different kind of nerds in my life and I'm a gamer nerd I've met computer nerds you're the first Cocktail nerd? Cocktail nerd I've ever met. What an awesome nerd. I was even a bartender for a while, too. By the way. Not right? not to your level, but... Well, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I have Thank skills you, John. nobody else has, but... My, I do love that. It's great, right? My first... This uh, right here? I absolutely love this dress. To your point, Brian, my I first am. business card that I had when I came up here a year and change ago, my business card title said Spirits Evangelist. I like it. And by the way, that's my Instagram, Spirits Evangelist. Yeah, so guys, check them out. To, Wants to like and follow and blah, blah, blah. And while I'm at it, um, Black Coral Rum and Steel Tie Spirits both have their own IG and Facebook pages. So hit like or follow and you'll see information show up in your feed in the next month or two. And we get the mm-hmm. new distillery open. You'll see information about the tours and special events and cocktail training courses. Mm-hmm. If you have like a bachelorette party, that kind of thing. We're going to be doing all kinds of fun out of that shop. Oh, that sounds great. It yeah, won't just be a working distillery. There's tours. There's oh. all kinds of fun. And, and we'll be sharing Riviera everything. Beach. Everything that? that comes up. No, no, no. We're moving uh-huh. from Riviera Beach to downtown West Palm. Oh, wonderful. We've, we've been in Riviera. Um, Just tell us about the bachelor parties. Yeah, bachelor parties are... 15 minutes from my home. I can't wait. From whatever. Call up the Uber. <laughs> I'm calling you a dad, Lyft. Frank. He's Lyft. Yeah, I'm calling you a dad. Before 7.30, though. All right, got to get there for happy hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 9.30, sleep. In our distillery every my hour. My daughter's watching. Happy <laughs> Uh, oh, so let me real quick tell you the story about that. We were talking off air about fathers sleeping when they're supposed to be babysitting. So me and my wife went out with my uh, my boss and my friend and his wife a couple weeks ago. And my father-in-law lives with us. And I was like, oh, hey, can you watch the kids? You know, and I got a 7-year-old and an 11-year-old. Yeah, no problem. I'll watch the kids. So I get home at like 10.30. Not too late. You know, we're old people. So we get home and I hear this noise. And the kids are supposed to be in bed at 9.00. So I hear a noise, and all of a sudden, my seven-year-old son comes running around the corner. Daddy! And a big hug. Said, what are you doing awake? And he goes, come here, I'll show you something. So he tiptoes into the living room, and his grandpa, mouth open, snoring, passed <laughs> out. And my daughter comes around the corner. She's like, yeah, grandpa told us to go to bed at 10, but mm, we wanted to stay up longer. <laughs> I mean, he lives there, so I, I get falling asleep. And then, and then we went out last week, same exact thing. But this time, my daughter, who's 11, going on 40, texts us, Hey, listen, we brushed our teeth. We're going to bed. You know, we love you. We'll see you in the morning. And I was like, I feel like they stayed up till midnight anyways, but it made me feel better. So now, does, well, does he get, you don't pay him to watch the kids, do you? No, he lives there. Okay. <laughs> that's his pay. That's yeah, his pay. That's his pay. Huh. Gotcha. That's a good pay to have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a cheap babysitter. You got the room. Right. But mine wasn't yeah. sleeping, remember. He was resting his eyes. Oh, yeah, I apologize. <laughs> two different things. Oh, until, yeah. until you changed the channel on the TV and they were watching that. <laughs> resting your eyes and sleeping are two different things. We all know that. <laughs> that's what my mother used to claim. Joe keeps drinking this pumpkin pie. He's going to be resting his eyes, too. Well, it's, it's, it's damn, damn good. Man. Office. <laughs> I may have to go pass out there. That's oh. fine. Yeah. And then take a little snooze and then, you know, we'll get home. We'll make it. And we'll make it work. When you wake up, 
you will feel like you haven't had alcohol for a week. Now that's so you were that's talking the kind about of that. drinking I want. You to were talk. talking about that before on the Facebook Live. For those who missed it, explain why you won't get a hangover in comparison well, to the other ones. So a couple of things. One is that most distilleries, especially the macro big boys like Bacardi and Captain, and the ones that use. I'm sorry, I'm too far away from Mike. Especially the the bigger brands that don't use um, clean ingredients that don't aren't using. All natural botanicals, like I'll give you the great example of Cuervo Gold Tequila. Remember that awful tequila night you had in high school and they couldn't drink tequila for a bunch of years and it was mm-hmm. all traceable back to Cuervo Gold? Um, <clears throat> by Mexican law, um, it is okay to use 49% of your sugars that you make the booze with from something other than the agave plant. If you use 51%, you can call it a tequila. Hmm. And the other 49 can be... Candy sugars from Toblerone. Who knows? Um, but if it's like not an all natural, good. yeah. It's, <laughs> but but they're not. They're using lab grown sugars that are super cheap, right? And <clears throat> your body cannot metabolize that, and that's where hangovers come from. You feel like hell. Not to mention mm-hmm. the fact that it's gold, not from a barrel, but because of food dye. Again, your body can't metabolize that, and that's where the throbbing headaches and the ugh, the cold shakes. And if you mm-hmm. ever had a bad tequila hangover, oh yeah. It's a nightmare. I don't even want so, to talk about it. Right. I mean, you know, Frank and I were I talking a while ago about, about Captain born. Morgan, you know, bad college experiences with that. Um, Captain gets their flavoring, their coloring, not from actual spice, but from a chemical compound. They get literally from the DuPont Corporation, something you can't metabolize, something you're going to get a bad hangover out of. Um, we use only all-natural Florida-grown ingredients um, to make our rums. We do put uh, Tahitian vanilla bean into the mm. Spice Rum blend, but that, that goes along good. with more than a dozen Florida-grown botanicals plus an all-natural, no pesticides, non-GMO mm. molasses that we get from a Clouston, Florida sugar producer. I mean, it's, in the world of booze, it's about the healthiest thing for you. I was talking about this. I did a uh, staff training uh, this year at Seasons 52 in... Jupiter. Okay, good and, place, by the way. Oh, yeah. delicious. And I like that they have those little uh, shot glasses with the little desserts Oh, on. my God, aren't those great? Yeah. Yeah, we were just, my, really my girlfriend wants me to try to acquire some of those for the tasting room when we get the new distillery open. Super cool. Very great presentation. They're all pros. And one of the servers, when I said about the no hangover thing, raised her hand and said that she had met my distillery, Ben's girlfriend. Uh, they worked together or something a few years ago, and they all wound up at the distillery one night. Mm-hmm. And they got all wrecked on the rum that had just come <laughs> off the still. And the girl wound up sleeping on their couch. And by the way, Ben and his girlfriend live in the Riviera Beach Distillery. Oh, that's Talk awesome. about a commitment to the craft. Yeah, that's awesome. Poor Lydia. God bless her. She's put up with it for years. She just wants a window. This <laughs> is some natural light. Anyway, so this girl, the server from Season 52, I, I apologize. I forget her name. I hope you're not mad if you're listening. But anyway, um, she said that she woke up on the couch the next morning and literally felt like she had not had alcohol for weeks. I love that. And one of the other servers, this really pretty young black girl, said, uh, oh, my God, me and my boyfriend always get terrible hangovers. And we're going to put you to the test on this. And I guess they must have gone out and got a bottle because the next time I was around, I saw her. I just came in to check and, you know, show some face and buy a drink from the bar. And uh, this young server said to me, oh, my God, me and my boyfriend got a bottle and we can't buy anything else now because we are given to wicked-ass hangovers and we didn't feel anything. Mm. So... I can't, like, if you're one of these, you're going to drink a whole bottle by yourself in two hours while you're watching a ball game. I don't know if I can help you. Right. But if you're going to be reasonable and have a couple cocktails, you know, maybe get a little torn up. If you, I mean, 
we have pl- plenty of testimonials of people getting really good and ripped and they don't feel bad they feel actually like remarkably energized that's day. great and that's traceable to all natural ingredients mm-hmm. absolutely I, I I tell you I, I like I said I had the, I had a half a bottle the other night I've felt great yeah I mean I felt like nothing Half the bottle? Half the bottle. I mean, it's a 750. It's not yeah, a, it is. You know, well, yeah, it's only a 750. He's a, he's a Did you sing or not? Did I sing? Actually, I danced. In the Christmas carols. No, I didn't do that. The, the, this was the night after. Did they sing Baby, It's Cold Outside? We actually oh, did. God. We played it. We did? Yeah. We oh, played man. Baby, It's Cold Outside. I was very offended when I heard that song. I got to say. I was very say. offended when they tried to assassinate <laughs> that song. <laughs> I went on to just I real quick. If somebody knocked on my door at nine o'clock. At nine o'clock while you're sitting in your britches, yeah. <clears throat> Go read those on YouTube to that point real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, but I have to. If you're part of the Me Too movement, I get it. However, I don't think that that's what the song is about, and I think we should leave it up to everybody. There are like chain stores that won't play that song because the claim is that that song is about sexual assault. And I just want everybody to go on YouTube and find the duet for, with Doris Day and um, She's still Steve, uh, uh, Martin. What's his name? D. Martin. D. Martin. They did a duet in like 1953. And you can find it on YouTube. I did it yesterday morning where it prints in white letters on a black screen the lyrics. And tell me if you don't think it sounds like a demure girl who's worried about her parents judging her for staying out too late having drinks and cigarettes with a guy that she's not married to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I talked about it yeah. last episode. Yeah. We talked oh my about God. It. Probably my favorite Christmas song. I don't really it's like Christmas songs Elf. at all. More importantly, Are they going to have to stop playing Elf now? Well, my, my thing with the Maybe. Me Too movement or, or anything right now, we're in society today where if something by a group of people uh, is quote-unquote offensive... Every company out there, like you said, they take it out of the, the songs, the, the, the stores. The, the line out. from that song. They, the reason they do this is because people don't want to lose money. If they find Absolutely. out, oh, they're trying to ban this song because of X, Y, and Z reason, take, take, it, take it out of our store. Don't play it in CVS. Don't play it in Walmart. Don't play it anywhere because we don't want to lose people from, from coming well, here. Of lose course. Business. It's all about the dollar. Nobody cares about that. i got to be honest well, with you guys. i got to tell you something. Social media is a bunch of bullshit because I'll be honest with you, the four of us are sitting here right now talking about the song. The cleaning lady's here. We could bring her in and have a listen to the song and whatever, right? We can get a group of people to sit at this long-ass table that we're sitting on right now. And let me ask you a question. Do you honestly think, honestly, deep down, that anyone is really, truly going to be offended by that song? Honestly. I know somebody who is. Okay. Because she's a victim of rape. Okay. And she posted about it, and that's why I know. But understandable. Understandable. But let me also tell you this. I think Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is a piece of shit song because it's about a kid who looks different and is bullied until Santa says he likes him. I was the fat kid in my school, and I was bullied for that. Me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm the fat kid now, but I love it. Yeah, I got got some goo around my belly button, but I mean, I'm I'm not going to try to assassinate a Christmas carol that... Mm -hmm. Our four-year-old twins makes sing. children happy. It makes people happy, and yeah. okay, fine. But like, we're not going to assassinate that song because of bullying, right? You can change the channel. You can turn it off. One of my favorite authors, he's a British guy named Martin Amos, has this great line. He wrote, "The twin addictions of this culture are to be inoffensive and to be offended." And when you start to see Christmas carols get assassinated. Mm-hmm. Because of a maybe, maybe not line. And I'll tell you the line in the song, Baby, It's Called Outside. She had to make her another drink. And 
It sounds to me like she likes it. She goes, what's in this drink? That's the line. And people are thinking it's a roofie. Mm-hmm. It's a 1953 beautiful, you know, it's like a girl not wanting to leave, but she's going to get judged because her brother's way out the front. Anyway, I'm going off the rails. What about street. I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus? Well, Mommy's that, out. Uh, obviously an adult. That's cute and sweet. Is, is, that, is that offensive? My wife was offensive. What's the matter with Santa kissing some lady? My wife said to me, is Isn't that Mrs. Claus going to be upset about it? Well, why is nobody offended no, about that? Maybe that's why his cheeks are all rosy. I said you're offended now? After 90 years? The song came out in 1942. We just now determined it's offensive. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, where was... Now it's offensive. Everybody's getting a red Where was everybody last year? Yeah. You know, why I, did no I, one care last year? Two years ago it came out. But I, here's, my, here's my take on it. The, all the, look, we're, we're individuals. We're people. We're, everybody's different, right? Things that bother you aren't going to bother me and vice versa. But change the freaking you know? channel, but man. But change the channel, yes. I would understand, but... Don't what, abridge my rights to enjoy that song. But people... Here's the thing. People have maybe always been offended by a particular something. Whether it be a song, whatever, right? If it's something serious but, like rape. Yeah, but, let's all be offended about that. But if you're offended by something... You say you feel how you feel about it. You say something to yourself. Maybe you say, you know, to someone, a friend, I'm offended, or but then you let it go, right? Because there's too much else going on in life that for you to really dwell on something that bad. Social media is a fucked up place because social media, what they do is they go like this. Ask Kevin Hart about. Look it. at this. Look at this. I want to talk about right. that. Right. Look at this. This is bad right now. So. Articles are posted. They're purposely being posted on social media so people could cause an uproar, stop talking about it, stop clicking on it, stop sharing it, liking it, causing a ruckus. But to be honest with you, it's really not like that. TV Guide. It's all bullshit. TV Guide forever, when we were kids, was making lists of top 10, top 50 TV shows, whatever. Those lists were meant to inspire debate. Did you see the new TV Guide? Remember when we were Mm -hmm. kids? Your folks would argue about that stuff. Um, Mary Tyler Moore is better than I Love Lucy. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. That kind of thing. So now what you're describing with social media is a completely uninhibited series of debates where everybody has a right to their opinion ad nauseum. And when people like my friend who is a victim of sexual assault <clears throat> says, oh, my God, I feel like these lyrics are like haven't given me a flashback. Mm-hmm. She's right. She's having a flashback right. to of a horrible course. thing. Right. Does that mean that Macy shouldn't play it? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's up to whether Macy's thinks that it's going to ruin holiday business because... And it won't. Well, like, By the way, I, well, I don't know. completely yeah. off topic. I went down the rabbit hole. No, it's okay. because We, forgot, a, about, we, forgot, we the, forgot about Rome. We always we, say, yeah. we'll Rome always circle back. We Rome circle back. Uh, I don't know if it'll heal all of society's ills. Or prejudice or anything, but it'll shave some of the a, sharp edges a, off. A nice it. song. It's been out for a hundred years. But like, like that's the climate right now. Like, like you said, ask Kevin Hart, guys. You know, he had to turn yeah. down the Oscars because of something he tweeted years and years years ago. ago. I mean, and even before that, like a month ago, about he had a um, his birthday party for his son. And it was Cowboys and Indians, and everyone was pissed off at the black guy <sighs> having a Cowboys and Indians party. Like really, it. I don't get it. It's, it's a little boy wanting to have a good time, and then that kid who won the Heisman. They're attacking him because it's something he said when he was fourteen, and if it would have came out a week earlier, he wouldn't have won the Heisman. Oh, that would have been bad. And it would have destroyed that, mean that kid. State's not allowed to be the Cowboys anymore. I mean, it's it's just Cleveland's still the Indians for now. For now, the, the Redskins are the trying Redskins. to take that away. But that's been a decade and a half. 
The Redskins shouldn't be in the league. I went to Florida State. <laughs> I went to Florida State. The Seminole Tribe of Florida gets a skin. huge amount of money. <laughs> just the Redskins don't belong in the league right now. Well, it's, it's scalp. Neither does Florida State. No, no. As an alumni, I can tell you teams. that's embarrassing as shit. But save everybody a lot the Seminole Tribe of Florida gets a lot of money from that university. So where's your line drawn? Is it is it how much money are you going to give to a group of people who got totally straight fucked for a long time, but now we're trying to pay them back in some it was small pennies. way? Anyway, I think we've gone off the rails on being offended, and we forgot to talk about it. Yeah, yeah we'll get back to it because there's something that I, I saw. I'm going to be doing a new uh, quick segment called This Week in Social Media. Oh, I did find something that was pretty interesting. Oh, uh, we are on topic now about it, but we're gonna, we'll segue back to that a little later. Uh, but what I wanted to know, um, yeah. I know we, t- we, we actually we talked about the process of black coal rum and how it's distilled. Um, we talked about the U.S. veterans. But I, I want to ask you, on a lighter note, any funny stories? Anybody drink a little bit too much rum? Have you got any feedback? What happened? Uh, well, I mean, well, it could always, be anything in your, in your history of... Uh, there's always funny stories. I mean, <laughs> <clears throat> you work in bars long enough and you get... I mean, look, I come from Key West, and if anybody's ever heard of Fantasy Fest... Oh, yeah. You can't see me, uh, podcast listeners, but I'm rubbing my head. Um, (laughs) Fantasy Fest sucks. All the wrong people want to be naked. Um, And the way I'll break it down for you, if you don't immediately get that, which hopefully everybody does, um, what I break it down to is, uh, first of all, Fantasy Fest is like 40-something years old. And it's still the same people from the first year oh, shit. who think that now that I'm a grandma, it's okay to show my tits now. <laughs> but you got to roll them up. They don't <laughs> fit in the bra, right? It's just gam games. Tuck that in. It's they, awful. They hang like wizard sleeves. Uh, no, no, that's the lobbyist. <laughs> anyway, um, labia for you. You can't. Anyway. <clears throat> through my fake accent um but uh like i'd break it down like am i being allowed to see this or am i being forced (laughs) are you generous or are you being selfish (laughs) by forcing me to look at your horrifying nakedness anyway there's a guy in key west and i will not name him because anybody in key west knows this dude but he's evidently he's a pilot in alaska for like seaplanes making deliveries to really difficult places to get supplies to makes a lot of money during that part of the year interesting and when he's not doing that, he's in Key West, literally riding around town wearing these three things. A fedora, fairy wings, and a peepee sock. And he always has them matched in the exact colors. He's got to have 30 matching sets of fairy wings, peepee socks, and, and fedoras. And like he's got a bright white one, and he's got the pink, and he's got the electric lime green. I can't tell you how many different... And I've had to throw him out of a bunch of different bars because what happens... Now, he, was was he known for tickling the Eskimos? No, no, no. In he's not touching anybody. He's not doing anything oh. inappropriate. This is just how he wants to dress, and he really wants to be seen. And the reason we know that is because um, look at what he's fucking wearing. That's what you wear if you want people to look at you. And he's, I, I just turned forty six. He's at least thirty years older than me. Huh. He's the same age as baseball. And he's got nothing on. <laughs> so he's still got a fucking California race. So this guy. check this out. Oh, it's horrifying. I mean, one of my best best friends loves that he is authentic to himself. And it's Key West where they're like the most free place in yeah. America might just be Key West. Yeah, it's pretty And for cool. that reason, you kind of have to celebrate it a little bit mm-hmm. and just look right. away. It's the same thing we're talking about. about change the channel if you don't like it. Right. However, when he walks into one of my bars that I was running at the time, 
I was running a craft beer bar five years ago or whatever it was, and he walked in. I saw him walk in. It was the big fantasy fest party. And I was like, God damn it. I just knew what was in my future. <laughs> and I, it was busy. It was fantasy fest. It was our big party. And I don't know how many minutes later I looked over, and I was number two in charge of this place. I was the assistant GM. And I was in the front bar. There's a big back bar. It's a big banging-ass place with live music and total blast going on. I look over, and this dude with his fairy wings has his foot up on the, the stage, and he's no longer got the pee-pee sock. Oh, boy. <laughs> and he might as well have been holding a picture frame around oh. it. And it's 70 years old. Ugh. And I just yelled across the room. I yelled his name. I don't want to say it because I don't want to. Anyway, I was like, I'm pretty sure at this point they know it is. Well, it must have any, like anybody, a but I don't want to. Anyway, <laughs> you don't have to. I'm just saying. No, I know, but that I think it like, like a little armadillo hanging. I acted like he was arguing balls and strikes. So I was like, you're out of here, <laughs> and uh, nobody, nobody was mad at me for that. Um, I'm glad to say because you know, yeah, I wouldn't want that. Look, no. I, you know, that's my opinion. You I don't make me see thirsty. that shit. But look, there are bars where that is absolutely the thing everybody right, right. does. Yeah. Go to that bar. Yeah. Go to that party. Be free. But don't have your freedoms interrupt somebody else's freedoms. Anyway, that's terrible. That's not necessarily even a drunken story because I'm not side sure. Side effect of uh, Black Oral or no? No, Black Oral doesn't exist. At that point. <laughs> side effect. That was that was before Black Oral, and I've honestly never seen that fella with a drink in his hand. I think he's just he's out for the eyeballs to land on him he just he loves taking pictures with people he stands up on the highest place in a play i used to run this poolside at a bar called dante's i was like so much fun there's waterfalls it's like a vegas resort pool without the vegas resort and a couple of bars and a million tables and servers everywhere and the edge of the pool's got a little raised sidewalk and he would just traipse around like it was the runway at uh, Vogue fashion oh, show man. with his fairy wings and his peepee sock and what, is, what does his wife and kids think about that? Who knows? What he, I don't think he. <laughs> There's nothing. I don't yeah, think I he's like really him. got the wife and kids. And if he I does, doubt he does. I. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. <laughs> the well, kind I did want to ask you. Yeah. I did want to ask you about the treasure hunt. I thought that was really oh, that's cool. That's fucking something cool, that man. Came up with. Um, so for those of you who don't know, you can find it online. I actually don't know how to search for it, but. Um, Black Coral Rum Treasure Hunt in your Google probably will get you there. Um, the guys uh, got together with a bunch of different dive shops on both coasts all around <clears throat> the waterways of Florida, and they hid these little reef-safe plastic, or maybe not plastic, but anyway, whatever it is, it's not going to mess up the corals and the fish. <clears throat> but they're these small, couple, like fit in the palm of your hand boxes that look like a little treasure box. And inside there are things that if you find them, you can claim for like dive gear, spear guns, fishing poles, dive trips, things like that, bottles of rum. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been going on for a bunch of years. Actually, in our office at the Riviera Beach Distillery, there's a map on the wall that has little pins on it where Ben's stuck, like, here's where people have hidden stuff. That doesn't, just because you see the name of the reef patch, mm -hmm. you know, this lighthouse reef or that marker name or whatever, just because you know the name of it doesn't know, doesn't mean you're going to be able to find it under that particular mm -hmm you know, bit of sand or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's meant to encourage people to go out and, you know, find some stuff and, you know, help our, us and our sponsors work with more local charities to do some more outreach. And I was talking to a friend of mine. He's a big scuba diver. Yeah. And I, I don't know the name of the place he dives with, but he said they participate. A lot of dive shops around, yeah. around the state are doing it. They participate with Black Coral. And if you find it on, 
online, it'll have a list of the shops that participate. I'm actually a dive mm-hmm. master. I still uh, hold a handful of shares in a water sports company in Key West. And, oh, nice. You know, we encourage our people to go out and look for that. We keep the rum on the boat. <clears throat> that was for really after cool. The yeah, after the, I think it's really cool you guys do that. You know, it's an activity. It's well, something it's, fun to do. I mean, You're going down there. Black Coral You're dodging shocks, you know, trying well, to... Well, they're you know. not coming at you like baseballs <laughs> or dodgeballs. But, um, but yeah, it's fun. And if you're into the water sports and you're a snorkeler mm-hmm. or a spear fisherman um, or a scuba diver, mm-hmm. you know, look around. You might find something cool, come back with a prize and, you know, whatever. Uh, all of our partners that do that with us have always been, uh, you know, benefactors of local charities. That's so cool. That I got to tell my, my best friend's a commercial diver. Oh, amazing. He's, uh, his crew is actually the one doing pulling all the tires out of the uh, God the coral awesome. reefs. They did, I believe, 75000 this year. And they have the contract, I think, for three or four more years. I, I want to hump those guys' leg. That's <laughs> so important. He's a big drinker, so I'll introduce you. And God, please you, do. You may or may not want to hump his leg, but, you know. I think that was well. He has of, really good hair. <laughs> he does. Yeah. it smells hair is, amazing. Or his head. It's just amazing hair. Okay, amazing head of hair. That's all right. Cool. Yeah. I look forward to figuring out whether I want to help No, I, I, I just think it's, it's really fucking cool that you guys do that. Yeah. Uh, the guy, a guy that I, he actually, uh, the guy I was talking about, works here in this building uh, for a company called Homes.com. You okay. Yeah. His name is Pavel Kirshner. I don't oh, know if yes. you know Pavel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a big time diver. So I, I told him that. about it. And uh, oh, thank you very much. This is fantastic. Yeah, but for name. those who are listening, we're pouring more uh, pumpkin pie old fashioned yeah. on the table. Oh, yeah. And I, I will tell you this uh, for our listeners that are not from Florida and you're in a different state, you're freezing your balls off. This state is fucking awesome, guys. I mean, I'm, uh, you, you all know me. I'm a Brooklyn native, uh, but I've been down here uh, proudly for 18 years. I absolutely love the state of Florida. I mean, amazing things that you could do. Diving, snorkeling, coral reefs. There's so much beautiful uh, nature here in Florida. So yeah. uh, kiss my ass. So I'll use that suffering in the snow right or now. Or just come visit. <laughs> you don't have to kiss yeah. ass. Just come visit. and We'll, well no, I want them to kiss my ass too. Okay, listen to Joe about the ass kissing and then come see me and I'll make you a drink. Make you feel warm. <laughs> Thank you for about the ass you just kissed. <laughs> Get the taste out of your mouth. <laughs> oh, God. So what's next for Black Coral Rum? Well, uh, like I say, we're... Uh, a month or so away from opening the new distillery. It will be called Steel Tie Spirits. Uh, reason for that name is that we're right up against the hundred and something year old railroad tracks that Henry Flagler built to lead down to my hometown of Key West, actually. Um, for anybody who doesn't know who Henry Flagler was, he was a big industrialist. He was up there with the Gettys and the Rothschilds and all of them uh, in that era in the 18th century. 18th? 18th, no, 19th century. 19th century. <sighs> I've been drinking, sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, so what he did was he got uh, he got the railroad down to the Keys, actually all the way down to Key West, and uh, he built a big, beautiful resort in Palm Beach called Breakers Resort, which oh, yeah. is, if you know anything about the Breakers, it's one of the sexiest hotels oh, in North yeah. America. Uh, and then he built another one uh, almost as majestic um, in Key West called Casa Marina, which has been like the hot shit resort in Key West for all of my life. Um, I ran food and beverage programs, but I never ever got a chance to work there. And it's sort of a, I kind of am glad because it just holds this romantic space on the Florida map for me. Um, And we got an opportunity to take over a warehouse that's right up against those old railroad tracks. So there's all this old industrial history and it's just a super cool place. It was built 
1925 by Southern Bell, and it's uh, 40 foot high ceilings made of the ceilings are made of Dade County pine. Dade County is mm-hmm. Miami, and we have like Baltimore brick, and you can see the stamps from the Baltimore Brick Company <clears throat> in our walls. And we uh, we got in there and are finishing up now, fabricating all of our own stills. When that's finished, Joe Ryan, we are going to be the largest craft distillery in the southeastern USA. And we will be using Florida-grown ingredients to make vodka, to make gin, to make rum, whiskey. Uh, we're going to do brandies. We're going to do Applejack. Applejack is a cider that's gone through a still. Uh, and we're working on a really cool technology for those of you who are environmentally mm-hmm. inclined. We're going to start <clears throat> in phase two to create a technology that we will ourselves make that will capture the CO2 off of our fermenters and pipe that CO2 up to a greenhouse on the roof where we will grow our own gin botanicals. So cut down on that carbon footprint and keep control. I mean, anybody can say that, you know, Tito's handmade, blah, blah, blah. We not only hand make our juice, we're, we're growing our own botanicals. Our distiller has been welding and fabricating the parts for our own stills. This is literally the most handmade distillery mm-hmm. I've ever heard of. And I get to be the general manager. That's uh, amazing. It's the second time I heard you call it juice. Juice? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of beverage industry people call it. Yeah, they'll hold up a bottle and go, well, the juice is good. <laughs> they refer, it's just handy, colloquial. Guys, yeah, like it. It, it, goes, it goes back to the olden days. I mean, when you drink wine, think about it. What happens with wine? They step on the grapes, right? Yeah, of course. It's That's juice. the best kind of wine. Yeah. The homemade stuff. Yeah. This is equivalent, guys. You so know why our listeners out there. was the first booze ever made? Here, I'm going to totally dork out on you. Mm. <clears throat> the single most... Profound concentration of yeast in the world is on the skins of grapes. Hmm. It just attaches. It's wild. It's in the air. It's on your eyeballs. You're breathing it. Everybody. Um, and it was uh, Louis Pasteur who figured out in the 1800s about the role of yeast in fermentation. Um, before that, they would just put grape juice out and the, they would leave it. And then it would start to bubble and then they would get a buzz off it and they would use that to purify their water hmm. in ancient Greece. But it's easy to make because yeast is all over those grape skins. And when yeah. you stomp on it like that, it's inevitable. It will ferment if you leave it there. True. Very true. Well, I'm excited for you guys. I'm very excited. This sounds amazing. Uh, and I look forward, and I know Brian well, as well, welcome on uh, day, to check out that distillery. Everybody's welcome on opening day. Uh, I wish I knew when that was going to be for sure. We're looking mm-hmm. at mid-January. Okay. Uh, I had a conference call this morning about the point-of-sale computers to be able to get that installed and actually ring in and officially take credit cards for <laughs> um, you know the bottles that we're going to have for sale, and we'll have a full retail program. We'll sell bar tools out of there. Annie from Death or Glory is um, a big executive with a company called Cocktail Kingdom, <clears throat> and they make some of the best bar tools, the spoons and the shakers and the strainers and all of that, the little measuring jiggers. And uh, we're, we're going to be selling a lot of their products out of our distillery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to put a discount on it for anybody that's a, a local bartender or server or hospitality professional so that they can have in their own homes really good high-end bar, product, bar tools at a better rate. And they can either bring to work with them or just do it out of their house. But, mm-hmm. if, you know, we'll sell them to everybody. But any hospitality people are going to get a break in the price just because oh. we want to, you know, encourage those kind of people to come in and kick it with us and let us... Show us what we're about. Show us what we're about. Well, you heard it first here, guys. Black coral rum 
Go check it out. Local liquor stores. Just do it. You heard oh, all about it. I'm glad you said that, Joe. Can I jump in and say yeah. every total, every ABC liquors, every Publix liquors in Florida carries our white rum and our spice rum. These are made from organic molasses from a Florida farm. The spice rum has more than a dozen Florida-grown botanicals. This is an actual infusion. These are no sugar added, zero carb, delicious, amazing locally done rums. And every bottle we sell generates a dollar donation to the local veterans group. Love it. Love it. Pleasure, pleasure uh, talking about this. And uh, speaking of a pleasure, we're here live. Yeah, we are. Live at Cross Country Studios, and we have the pleasure of having Frank Pastrano uh, here uh, sitting in with us. Uh, and he's also uh, drinking a wonderful uh, uh, drink here of this beautiful pumpkin pie. Uh, Old-fashioned. Uh, Old-fashioned, thank you. Uh, very much grateful to be here at this beautiful place, this beautiful office here in Boca Raton, Florida. Uh, Cross Country Mortgages, guys. You, you just got to do it. I mean, I know you're sitting on your couch right now listening to the show. You may be sitting in your car, traffic, whatever the case may be. Maybe the wife slapped you around a little bit. And you're in the corner listening to the show. Whatever the case may be. If you're contemplating about buying or renting, do not rent. Because what's going to end up happening is first, last, and security are equivalent to that 3% down payment on a home. Okay? Absolutely. So why don't you just go ahead... Make the plunge, which is a great plunge. Put that down payment down, 3%. That's all it's going to cost you. I mean, from what I've heard now, $500,000 home. Frank, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, we're talking less than $20,000 as a down payment. You can be in a gorgeous home, you, your family, or maybe it's just you by yourself. But whatever the case may be, cross-country mortgage, Boca Raton, Florida, Palm Beach County, they're open seven days a week. That's Monday through Friday. And for you little smart people out there, that's Saturday and Sunday as well. That's right. Seven days a week, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. There is no other company out there in the mortgage industry that does it. I've researched it. They don't do it. Give them a call. They're at 561-864-2458. Do it, motherfuckers. Let me give you my cell, too. 561-504-1278. Best way to reach me. Again, five six one five zero four one two seven eight. Joe, you got an amazing show. Thank you. You're good. Listen, you I'm here get... too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you're good too. <laughs> Redheaded step, Ryan. Yes. No, you the bear. The bear is the stirrer that stirs the drink in this episode. Right. In this whole show, he's the cog in the wheel, the vital yes. one. Yes. This whole thing. One. This whole thing of ours cracks and crumbles. That's right. Without the it's bear. Like gas in the engine. <laughs> So bear, why don't you uh, why don't you attack it? Ooh, onto the mailbag. Ben from Long Beach. Is it Long Beach in New York? Yeah, yep. Long Beach, New York. Huh, okay. Ben from Long Beach. Hey guys, I'm Ben. Thanks, Ben. Twenty nine from New York. I, is he trying to get with us or? That, maybe he wants to get tickled. Up. Big fan of the show. Need some dating advice. In the beginning of the year, I went out with this girl from Bumbleo. Oh, man after Joe's own heart. Date went well. I never saw her again. Every time I attempted to make plans, she had an excuse why she couldn't go out. And then one day she texted me that she had a lot on her plate and it's just not a good time for her right now. She said she is sorry and doesn't want to leave me on. Wasn't nice of her. I just, go, I just got out of a relationship about a month ago and I was thinking of texting her. Do you guys think it's worth a shot or am I wasting my time? Thanks. Who wants to attack this one first? <clears throat> There's so I mean, much pussy out there. 
I gotta say, but if it went well, then, I, yeah, I don't. I don't know if it went well though. Okay. I mean, he says it went well, but she's not. She's not into it. Apparently, it didn't. It didn't go too well. It went well for him. <laughs> for him, maybe not for her. I mean, after the first date, Ben. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in, and thank you for being a fan of the show. Uh, we're happy to have you listening. Uh, but honestly, it sounds to me that she just wasn't interested in you, buddy. You know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I'd rather, I think you'd respect me shooting you straight, because I'll talk to you like I would talk to any of my friends. Um, you don't want to waste your time. Yeah, you had, a, you had one date with her, and look, we all been there. We all had dates. We all felt it went well. Maybe it didn't in the other person's eyes. But um, for her to tell you right after the first date, most likely you're wasting your time if you hit this girl up. Follow me, Ben. Uh, you know, little porn hub for a couple of weeks and hop right back into the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's uh, not only that, but there's so much actual free-range pussy out there. What do you What do you need to key in on one girl that isn't giving you the the high side? Yeah, you got to remember he's in Long Beach. It's like 15 degrees right now there. There's not a lot going. It's not on. a lot of free range. Not a lot of people leaving the house. It's all frozen. They're inside. It's all from concentrate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah do do a lot of push-ups. <laughs> do a lot of push-ups till the sun starts coming out again. Yeah, well, maybe it's time to take a vacation down to South Florida. There you go. And uh, and find. I mean, dude, we're all in like. Short sleeves right now, even though this room's a little Actually, chilly. Actually, John, what a I mean, great idea, shorts. John. That's a great idea. Ben, you just got out of a relationship? Take Come a road on. trip, take dude. A, take a little, take a little weekend vacay. You know what, time. Ben? You're listening to this episode, Ben. You got friends down here in Florida. A Guy Thing podcast. We'll even do you one better, Ben. You fly down to Florida, we'll have you here live on the show. And not only will we do that, we'll take you out. And we'll show you around the town. Right, Bear? We'll definitely make sure. Yeah, we'll take them to death and glory. Death of glory, death black of glory. hole rum. You got I friends here in Florida. I'll buy you a rum cocktail. And that's, Frank will sell you a house in Florida. He may want to stay. We'll pre-approve him, too. Exactly. <laughs> See, look at that. We'll get you all he in one. You won't even have to go home. Isn't sure, that great? Man. And you may even get you may even get tickled while you're down here. I guarantee you there's a lot more women here than in Long Beach. And none too. of them are yeah. from Bumbala. Yeah, none of them are from the Bumbala. I don't know what that means. All right, so... It's because Joe can't talk right. There's a, <laughs> a there's an comment. app called Bumble. Bumble. It's like Bumble. Tinder and oh. stuff like that. I thought it was called Bumbler. I oh, really did. I met my girlfriend that I'm going to very soon have to find a diamond for. Bumble's totally dope. That's how you, you guys met. I've yeah. been calling it Bumbler the whole time. Well, no, it's just B-U-M-B-L-E. Oh. Do you want to laugh real hard? The, she, the first time we ever met, she goes... Well, my mom has my kids. Why don't you come over? We'll have a glass of wine and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't like a come knock it out. I was already, it had been a long ass day. I, <laughs> I own seven different onesies and one of them is a bumblebee onesie. And I happened already to be wearing it half drunk in my bed going to sleep because it was cold in my house. And she goes, come over. I, you know, we'll have a glass of wine and, you know, catch up. I was like, I just, I want to warn you. I'm feeling lazy. I don't want to change out of my my onesie. I met her on Bumble, and I wore a Bumblebee onesie to her house, and now it's a very Isn't the, relationship. The rest is wow. You hear that, Ben? Yeah, wow. Ben. Maybe ben your thing is that you should have worn a fucking stupid onesie <laughs> to show who you really are, unless you're really not that guy. So it's Bumble, not Bumble. Bumble. I thought Bumble, when I read that, um, I thought it was a neighborhood. Guys, I don't pay attention to the dating apps, but... Well, you, you're you in a happy relationship. Yeah, I'm married. Uh, and even if you want a guy like you, you don't need a, date, a dating app. 
No. No, you're not. I mean, come on. Not you. I'm married. I don't do that. He's saying if you weren't married. No, if you weren't no. married. You I used to be married, and then I came off of that, and I moved I thought it was bu- I thought it was B-U-M-B-L-R. Bumbler. 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 That's, Bumbler. Is that a real word? That's grinder. But then again, Bumbler. Bumbler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Marry and they Bumble, which is like, the cool thing about Bumble is that the woman has to act first in the communication once you've mm-hmm. matched up by swiping the credit. So it's harass-free for women, basically. Yeah, like, they're yeah. not going to just Bulls open up their phone to 17 dick pics. <laughs> Which is, I think, I'm, I'm told the problem with Tinder is that, like, once you hit a match, and, like, it's just so lascivious and it's just not. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Wild. Well, Ben, you heard it first here on the Guy Think Podcast. You got friends down here in South Florida. You got a podcast. You got a mortgage company. You got rum. What That's all you need. You, what else do you need? I mean, really? What else do you You're want? You're going to get hooked up I mean, with a joint. Aside from a woman. But I'm sure we'll leave that if you up get a nice you, house ben. and you have some nice rum, the women will come. Yeah. House, rum, yeah. Makes now, sense. Now, I will so, warn you, sense. Ben, if you show up and start acting like a douche to the girls of Death or Glory, we're all going to walk out the door. Yeah, you're going to be like that but guy with the little fucking every, wings on his shoulders. Every, yeah. PB Sunk boy? <laughs> um, boy, old man. But if you show up and you're a cool cat and you're here to have a good time, the girls won't find you on Bumble. They'll find you in person. That's what we encourage everybody to do is just show up and be yourself. Yeah, hit us up, Ben. Hit us up. We'll talk about yeah, it. Thanks for we'll listening, a, Ben. That's good of you. We'll have a phone conversation. We appreciate you. Uh, you sent us an email. Let's talk about it over the phone. The bear is available. I'm always available to talk. Next mailbag is from Noe Nice from Coral Springs. I know who nice. Noe Nice is, though. I, I know. Coral Springs. Know. All my college are from Coral Springs. Got a real That's where I live now. Yeah? Yep. It is. Yep. Uh, Noe Nice, also known as our buddy Noel Sievright. Episode Great three. friend of, our, four. of ours. Episode, yeah, I believe episode four. Three dudes. Check it out, everybody. 3D Power Wash. If you need your car cleaned, if you need your ass cracked cleaned, give them a call. They'll power wash it. For you, this is, I'm only kidding about the ass crack. Don't get excited, but check those guys out. Uh, 3D power wash, guys. If you don't know it yet, and if you've been living under a rock for the last I don't know 20 years, if you've ever heard of a professional wrestler, he's a WWE Hall of Famer, Devon Dudley, and his good friend Noel Seifright own 3D power wash. Uh, they're down here in South Florida. They do phenomenal work. Obviously, they got big money back in this company up. So all the top products, all the top machinery. And uh, Noel does a fantastic job. Check out their uh, Instagram. It's really cool. But Noel had a situation. Uh, I think we inspired him from a couple episodes ago about our wild McDonald's stories. Noel says, these fucking young punks... I'm in McDonald's in Coral Springs last Friday waiting for dinner for my babies and very rudely this young fuckhead steps in front of me and asks the chick behind the counter for barbecue sauce. The manager asks the fuckhead, don't you see the man standing here? His response, I run this McDonald's. At that point I lost it. I told the punk that he thinks he's real tough thinking he runs Ronald McDonald but you will never run me. Now he's scared and didn't know what to say back. These fucking kids have zero respect these days, and I'm wondering how you guys would have handled the situation. P.S. Stop ducking me on the WWE video game. I want my free dinner after I win. Bear, what would you do in McDonald's? First of all, Noel, no one's ducking you. You ran away to New York for like two weeks. So, anyways. Me being a passive, a passive person, 
pacifist. pacifist. There we go. I'll get the word out. And I'm not drinking. Um, I would have just let it go. Let him get his barbecue sauce. Let him walk away, especially if my kids are there. Uh, Noel, you're more in New York than I am. I understand why you did what you did. Still respect that. It's just me as a person. I'm super passive, and I just let things go. You know. Now, if he like bumped into one of my kids, he'd be dead by the time he got to his car. But aside from oh, that, before he leaves the door, yeah. But aside from that, I just let it go. Mm. Yeah. Frank, what do you do? Mm. I'm more of a Wendy's guy, to be honest with you. <laughs> very, very true. Fuck McDonald's. I'm, I'm more Wendy's, but I mean, also dinner for the babies from McDonald's. Well, they're not babies. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're young men. It's not like McDonald's has formula now. Wait, when no. those kids are, <laughs> when those kids are thirty-five, they're babies still. All right, no well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you do? I just want to make sure he's apparently, a, he's apparently a nut. You know. Yeah. Run the McDonald's. He runs the McDonald's. The kid. The kid. You never know today. So I don't. They, they I don't do you handle children this way? Uh, this what do is, you? What do you brag about in your life? Running McDonald's? I mean, pretty impressive stuff. God bless you. <laughs> I got a podcast. Ding, ding, ding. That's what I brag about. Yeah, there you go. Well, Joe, what do you do? Um, well, if it's me, honestly, I, I could be funny about it. I could be real about it. I'm going to be real about it. Um, you know, I wouldn't say anything because, honestly, I probably would be that guy cutting the line asking for the barbecue sauce. I got to be honest. I would just walk in front of Aiken and I get the barbecue sauce. They should have given the barbecue sauce. That's the they problem. They should have gave it to him, right? I've had they issues at McDonald's. But Whatever. The question is, would I wait online just to ask for a barbecue sauce? I already have my meal with me. Probably not. I think I'm going to walk in front. Do you front. think you would have tapped the guy that, instead of cutting in front of him and said, Brother, I apologize. No. I feel like I just need some barbecue no. sauce for my kid's happy meal. Do you mind if I just ask real quick? I don't mean to cut you. Yeah, see, I think that thought will probably go through my mind later on. I'm the type of person, right. like, I just kind of do it. Yeah, and then, you know, I have more reaction. Right. I'm more of a, uh, I'd rather ask for forgiveness than ask for permission type One guy. apology is ten permissions. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, so that, that would be me. But they, they if the guy turned around and said, I run this McDonald's, then things change. Yeah, then, then I tell him, hey, get the fuck out of here, pal. Take a fucking walk. And then I just make complete my order without even, like him, without even, without even thinking that he's even there anymore. But other than that... I don't know. But if you want to hear the funny side, I, th- I pick up that barbecue sauce, I crack him right over the fucking side of his head with it. That's what I do. As soon as he says he runs McDonald's, I think I just crack up laughing right in his face. <laughs> yeah, like slobber coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, though. I think I would have just walked up and said, Can I, do you mind if I get a barbecue sauce? Like, I, I think I would have walked just, up, too. Just thinking... I don't think it should have been. I don't think that's a huge but it, transgression right. well, here's the, a dick. Here's the other thing: if the man, what if the man? But then you walk up innocently. You walk up without thinking that you're hot shit. You just innocently walk up, ask for the barbecue sauce, and the manager says, "Don't you see the guy standing over here?" What I'm do you? So well, how do you react about that? What's your reaction? I apologize. Yeah, I you apologize. To, uh, apologize. Do you do you say you run McDonald's or no, Wendy's? Just, that just sounds ridiculous, Brian. <laughs> That's right. No, you apologize. It's a child speaking, though, right? This is yeah. a 15... Maybe. You know he works in a shoe store. It's a kid. He's an Al Bundy. Yeah, he's an Al Bundy he's in training. He's a Al Bundy. <laughs> yeah. That's the most clout street cred you ever get again. I love this McDonald's. Yeah. Okay. I, that's a kid talking, right? God bless. Yeah, as an adult, even as a kid, I don't think... I Honestly, I think I had respect enough even as a younger kid to be like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I was, you know, I was at the DMV the other day and this kid, I walked in... 
the door. I didn't even get my little ticket yet. And this kid, young black man, dreadlocks, had his earbuds in. What happened was that his earbuds were in while they were calling his number. And then he realized that they'd skipped him because he was stupid enough to have his earbuds in. But then he's standing there cursing. So the young black man cursing at older black ladies that run the DMV there. And they're asking him very politely to don't behave this way. We don't accept that kind of language here. And then as soon as the person who is the one cop on the property, the white sheriff's deputy steps in and asks this guy to leave, all of a sudden this kid made it all racial. Hmm. You're yelling fuck you at these ladies of your own same race. And somebody from another race comes mm-hmm. in and like, I don't know. That's, I think you might have a point with the kids these days to a certain degree. Mm. I don't know how old that young guy was, old enough to have a driver's license. But what? maybe it's something... I mean, I was so lazy to blame it on MTV and all that shit, but... Listen, I don't know what I would have done. People are crazy know. today. They're reading people's faces. That's a crazy thing about the world stuff. we live in. <laughs> oh, yeah. the basalt's guy? You don't know what... You don't know what some... Zombies going. running around biting people. Yeah, people Look, got, got a bunch of... Tide pods. Yeah. Maybe we should have a Tide podcast. <laughs> tide podcast. I love that. <laughs> tide podcast. Instead of Rome next time, I'll bring it on We'll just test them. Yeah, we'll just See do, we'll we'll do a whole tasting. That's yeah. it. Like cascade, Tide Pods. Fucking drool coming out of my mouth at the end. That's all. My girlfriend's an anesthesiologist. She'll stand by. And good. My wife's a nurse. We're good. Yeah, we got... We got so. IV. We got anesthesia. We're ready to go. We're just, we probably really just need fluids. Yeah, could be. And oxygen. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, this... I got to say it again, guys. Oxygen. Black Coral Rum. How the fuck you doing to our listeners... This shit is awesome. Can I tell Pumpkin the pie how we made this drink? Yeah, yeah. So all I did, I went to, well, I mean, I got it from the distillery, but uh, if you want to go to your local Total, your ABC, your Publix Liquors, uh, or even your family-owned mom-and-pop single, you know, one-off stores, get you some uh, black coral rum. It's the white rum, not the spiced. And I just put a single teaspoon of McCormick's Pumpkin Pie Spice huh. into the bottle, and I shook it up a little bit every now and then for like an hour. <clears throat> and I poured it through a coffee filter. I got the solids out, and it turned that beautiful pumpkin pie kind of brownie orangey. And it was great. And I put it with like one dash of, uh, what is it, Angostura cocktail bitters and a little bit of simple syrup, which is just sugar and water. And I stirred it up, and that's what we're sitting here drinking. And it's the easiest Guys, holiday thing in the yeah. world. Smooth it's, as fuck. And it's not super sweet. There's no mixer in it. We're drinking this shit straight on the rocks. Smooth as fuck. And you it's can make your own pumpkin pie spice rum, and t- like I've made eggnog with it, I've made old fashions with it, I've made a couple of different kinds of cocktails with it, and it's like our rum. You can't do that with Bacardi; it'll burn your lips off. Um, but get our black coral white rum, and spend two ninety nine at Publix and get you some pumpkin pie spice, one teaspoon per bottle, and it's just unbelievable. Got that right. Bear, um, I I know this one you want to skip. I'll read that one. Why don't you go to the bottom one there? Jonathan from Fort Lauderdale. In response to your elf on the shelf question, I have a doll called Troll on a Bowl. <laughs> it's a potty training doll to encourage my son to use the potty. They can play games like use Cheerios for targets. Wish I had this guy when I was a kid. What was the elf question? We wanted to know, like, because uh, Evan is Jewish, the one that was on, my buddy was on the show last week. Okay. Don't say so it they have, Don't say it that loud. So they have a, a mensch on a bench. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, right. And, you know, awesome. the us Christians or people who celebrate Christmas have Elf on the Shelf. I said what the fuck it. I want. Don't say it I that think loud. The elf so, is secular. So we were, um, we're seeing what people had for different races and different 
things that they have. So I have to tell you, my buddy, um, well, my two best friends live together now, and one had a Scooby doll. Scooby-Doo? And the other dude's I love the, a Jamaican I saw dude. I saw so it. they made a Scooby with a doobie. Dude, it broke the internet. <laughs> and they moved it. They moved they it. Won the so, internet. So all I pictured. I told you, you won the internet. So all I pictured is my one best friend. Tell Ian about this. Because the, the elf on the shelf, you're supposed to move every morning for the kids. Yeah. So they think the elf is magical. So I just picture these two 30-something-year-old men, one of them moving fucking Scooby every day, and the other one waking up happy to find out where he is. <laughs> because he's got a joint in his hand? Well, because he doesn't know where he is, and it's just very exciting. So, but my Jamaican friend doesn't smoke weed. It just happens to be Jamaican. What and kind of actually, Jamaican are you? That's like an Italian not eating Parmesan. And there's actually the white guy's idea to put the doobie. Really weird. Do you remember what George Garland said about uh, why weed was having so much trouble getting legalized? <laughs> Nobody could remember where they left the petitions. <laughs> George Carlin and that was, was genius, in the early man. 60s. He was a genius. He, yeah, yes. but he was not genius. wrong because it's now 2018 yeah. and half the states are okay yeah. with it. That's true. Uh, I like the old uh, troll on a bowl. Yeah, I mean, like as a little guy's pissing a little target. I think it's great. I could use that on a Saturday night. That troll on a bowl. Because sometimes I miss. It's a sick world. (laughs) Whatever gets you through your day. (laughs) Wait wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. You walk in. Just gonna (laughs) throw it out there. Okay. Walk in. I've seen your home before. I haven't seen the new house. We've seen your old home. Beautiful home. Got you. Looks like you and your wife keep a very clean home, mm-hmm. very nice, beautiful. Yeah, well appointed. One night you're out and you're drinking and you get home late and you got to take a shit. Okay. You go in the bathroom and it's an along came Polly moment. You're sitting down on the bowl. You go to wipe your ass. You notice there's a little, this about, about that much of TP left, and you got all the fancy for show towels. All you got is that troll on a bowl. Do you wipe your ass with that troll? That's what I want to know. That's do you tough. wipe your ass with the troll, or do you use one of the fancy towels that your wife bought at fucking Home Goods? What's this troll made sure. out of? Oh. What's this troll made out of? Are you gonna cut your? You gonna paper cut your a hole? I wipe my ass with that goddamn troll. You would? I wipe my ass with the troll. But then what do you do when you're gonna move it? That troll is done. He's wearing a new That's hat. That's it. You're getting rid of it. Game a, over. He's just wearing a brown hat. It's the most ridiculous thing. I have an alarm on my troll phone. Troll on a bowl. 4.30 in the morning. All of a sudden, he's thing. an Arabian troll. Come on, that's ridiculous now. Well, speaking of Arabian, we had another... Um, <laughs> is that create a segue? It's it a good did. segue. We, we have good segues but, on this uh, show. The bear, i got to be honest. The bear... <laughs> we usually... Have, we, we started a new trend. You know, as things go on in life, as in business, as in anything, we evolve, right? Things happen. And we've evolved into poking the so. bear. Okay. Uh, and I think, I, I don't know if you have a poking the bear moment this week, but this seemed to have poked the bear. Uh, before we went on the air, uh, Andrew from Panama City had something to say. And I'm going to I'm gonna talk about it, um, but I'm going to let Andrew know how we feel about it, at least how I feel about it. Uh, he said a little something derogatory about Arab people. Okay. Uh, I'm Italian. We deal with stereotypes all the time. Uh, Italians are not very sensitive people. You're Italian? I had no idea. Uh, well, Italians aren't very sensitive people. This is a podcast. You can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> so when uh, people poke fun at Italians and this and that, we understand it's a joke and that's just how it is. We're Breaking not, balls is part of the culture. That's how it is, right? 
But other cultures we have noticed uh, in, in social media and the news are super sensitive of certain things, right? Everything. Different than Italian people. Everything. That's why you don't hear much about Italians anywhere. No. It's pretty cool. Yeah, anyway, I love being thing. Italian. I'm very happy and proud. Uh, but this guy, okay. Andrew from Panama yes. City, I have an idea for an Arab version of Elf on a Shelf, terrorists in a cockpit. So I got something to say about terrorists <coughs> in a cockpit. Yeah. Um, I don't know the demographic of our listeners out there. All right, we have analytics. Uh, we have we know the geographical location of where our listeners come from, uh, but I don't know the demographic. What I can tell you is this: um, it's a it's a funny time in the world when we talk about Arabs and terrorism and things like that. There was a time where every Italian was considered a mobster, right? Uh, do I think every Arab person? Uh, <laughs> but do I think every the Arab okay, person? But their jokes are okay with the Italians, right? But your I think, favorite movie is. I think jokes are okay. I think jokes are okay with everyone if everyone could take a joke. If everyone's in on the joke. If yes. everyone could take a joke. Um, this person by the name of Andrew is probably not Arabic. We don't know his nationality, but. Not a lot Probably of Andrews not. coming yeah. from the peninsula over there. So terrorists in a cockpit. Let's talk about it. Um, first of all, I don't even know how you could make a cockpit and then put the little terrorist in there. But what does a terrorist look like? Is he he's Arab? I guess so, right? That's what he's referring to. Uh, I don't know, Andrew. Um, look, I don't want to offend anybody as far as anybody who's Arabic out there because you're stereotyping Arabs to be terrorists. Uh, if you had said... An Italian and a Cadillac, I'd probably <laughs> laugh about it. He's laughing, right? His last name's Moy. He's not Italian, but he's laughing, I'm right? Irish. He's Irish. Like. I'm Irish too. <laughs> I'm an Audi. I'd laugh at it. I would laugh at it. Uh, I don't know why. I just would find it funny because I know it's really a joke. Yeah. I don't know how our Arab listeners are going to handle it, um, but whatever. That was a, that was a cute idea. That's yeah. what I'm going to say about that. Don't you think half of it? I'm not going to say anything. Bear, you speak your mind. Speak it. Nope. I have to go off on the tirade, and I don't want to do tirade. No, no, no. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Yeah. Come on, man. Our society's already fucked up enough. Like, listen, I'm all for talking shit and being on PC. That's, that's really who I am. Um, Joe put it on the on the website and everything. I say I say what I want all the time. It's just how I am, and that's why I have very little friends. But, um, you mean really short? We see Joe, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> love you, Joe. Um, hey, why why would we be talking about Elf on a Shelf and why I'm short? <laughs> you want a you want a hat? And a shelf? <laughs> I mean, let me here. tell you, I don't know. You're why. gonna wake up one day, you're gonna see me sitting on your fucking shelf, motherfucker. I thought it was you. You're gonna need a boost. <laughs> I thought when it moved every day, it's because you were working. All I know is I'm be flying with this black crawl rum. That's all I gotta well, say about that. Got some. I got six bottles. Anyway, Brian, go on with your tirade. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to because then I'll get I'll get all hot and Andrew went too far. That's can, just that's just I where I'm going. Can I offer a theory? Yes. I think Andrew is trying to incite shit. Oh yeah, which I love it, and that's just not going like, to get it from me. There's some shit that's okay to start because you know you're going to have fun with your buddy. But first of all, that's the laziest fucking slur in the world to terrorist in a cockpit. Yep. Work on your cleverness, Andrew. Um, it's not funny. There's nothing. You're not creating debate. You're not inspiring intellectualism or anything. You're just being a dick. 
I think I know a guy in Key West that you might get along with. He wears a little wings and a, and a cock, uh, well, not a cockpit, but a cock sock. I bet you he could use a good cockpit. <laughs> he is a pilot. I think Andrew needs just a nice glass of black hole. Yeah. I think Andrew needs I think you're a, right. that and perhaps a shot of shut the fuck up. So all you're doing is, like, there's nothing clever here. I just, I just, I just resent everything about this offering. Thank yeah. you for listening, Andrew. But come back <laughs> yeah. with something better next time. We still time. love you. Yeah, Try again. Coming. I'm going to say we have, into I have it. a crush on you, but I still think we should stay with people. <laughs> you might hump your leg if you're a diver. I came up with this. And you have great hair. And <laughs> you have great hair. I Justin, can... I'm going to call you later. Guys, I came up with this idea because of these uh, two Elf on the Shelf things that we had. Last episode, we talked about it. Elf on the Shelf, if you have an idea. <clears throat> so I just, this is off the top of my head, but I think why not? Why don't we do a contest, Bear? And I, I didn't want to oh, talk about it before. I didn't want to talk about it before the show. I wanted to do a live on the show so we have a, a real conversation about it. But my idea for the Elf contest is come up with your version of Elf on the Shelf. It could be based on nationality or religion, one entry per person. Uh, we'll read them all, pick the winner, and announce it on Facebook Live on the on the next episode of a Guy Think podcast. But what do we do? What are we going to raffle off? Do well, we raffle off uh, a gift card? Maybe, uh, uh, I don't know, rum. a bottle of rum? bottle of rum is up for grabs. There you go. Well, I just I just ask that you don't be a dick. It's going to be really tough make to beat Scooby. Make it just funny. Make it good natured. Don't be a dick. I'm yeah. not giving away rum to somebody that's being an asshole. It's going to be really it. tough to beat Scooby with a doobie, though. So, Justin yeah. and David, you but might be that, getting a bottle of rum. Because it's already a prize. Like, that can be the high, high water mark. But that can't be an entry. So you're really going for uh, second yeah. place at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But so second place gets black all around. Guys, winner of the episode, your idea, Elf on a Shelf. You heard it first here live on the fucking show. Black Hole Rum. You heard it. Come up with the idea. Send us an email. Send us a voicemail. Send us messages on uh, social media. Your idea of Elf on a Shelf for your or other nationalities and or religion. Can I up the ante a little bit? Absolutely. So whoever takes this, and by the way, the high watermark of Scooby with a Doobie is, Jesus, that's so good. It's a good one. <clears throat> and good natured. Like, use that as your example. But. If it's really clever, if it's that elevated, like the Scooby with a doobie, we'll give you some unreleased rums. We'll give you stuff that the market has never had. Look at that. Oh, and nice. I gotta tell you, this is all like. And by the together. way, whenever we give it away, we'll have to do it in this room. And we have to at least have a little sample all together. We're gonna let the winner walk away with the vast majority of, of his booty. B O O T Y. Um, well, I think that's what, but this, anyway, um, but we want to enjoy it together as a, as a real happy Elf on a Shelf family. I think it'd be great. I like it. If it's only if, if it's our listeners that are local. Well, yeah. Because if it's a winner in another state. I mean, if Ben from Long Island, mm-hmm. or uh, Long Beach rather, wins it, he's still under orders to fly down here. So. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Ben, you heard that, Ben? You're on the road, is my friend. If for no other reason than that, our head distiller of Black Corals named Ben and you know, I think you guys could bond. Oh, there you go. I like it. I like it a lot. So uh, I wanted to talk about it. Uh, and I'm, Thank you again, guys, for the mailbag. Uh, this week in social media, I talked about it earlier in the episode. I'm just going to get right to it. This was some shit that stuck out 
in my head, and I was like, oh, hell no. I'm talking about it here on a fucking show. It's going down. <laughs> Elementary school principal attempts to ban candy canes. I heard this. Okay. Oh, because of the J. So I, I love it. I love it. I embrace it. Bring it on, bitches. Bring it on because it gives me something to talk about so I can scold you and correct you and then dismiss you because that's what I'm going to do with people like this. So Where is that school? I'm... I will not mention the name of the school. Well, we can't give me a state. Because, Nebraska. yeah, and I and I and I'm not going to do it. I don't want to give him notoriety. Yeah, of course, none at all whatsoever. We don't need another. But basically, no. The principal felt that the candy cane is shaped like the letter J, that <coughs> represents Jesus, and the red symbolizes his blood, and the white is his resurrection. So these are actual thoughts that go through a person's mind or people's minds. And I'd like to say, you're fucking nuts. You're crazy, right? It's true. This is crazy. And it's just simple. You're nuts. When I lived in Brooklyn, we used to walk down 86th Street with the L train going by. And you had about 10,000 fucking stores and restaurants and all sorts of shit just lined up next to each other on each side of the street. And you'd be walking, minding your own business, and there was always a random crazy person that would pop up, talking to themselves, looking crazy, acting crazy, and you knew to ignore that person. But now that we've transitioned to the social media world, those same people have a voice on social media and people entertain it. They don't know how to walk away. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So this is what we deal with. So, you know, one person feels offended by something and they're nuts and somehow, some way, some moron out there put this person in a position of power. They're a principal of an elementary school. So this person feels some way about something. And because they feel offended by it, everyone has to suffer. And everyone has to abide by the rules, So, which I think is great. So to me, it's mind-boggling that we even allow these people to have a say. Because if it sounds crazy, it's crazy. But period, end of story. I doubt the candy cane rules gonna hold any water whatsoever. Uh, also, this idiot created a Christmas ban list, so basically anything involving Christmas wasn't allowed in the school. Christmas songs, handing out gifts, anything that had anything to do with Christmas is not allowed. So what I found out was that was all rejected. Did the school board kick him in the dick for this? I don't know what the school board did, but the parents caught wind of it. It was an uproar. Um, so I'd like to. What I would like to do. Because she's offended by a candy a cane. Yes. Because she's offended Holy by Christ. a candy cane that's shaped like the letter J. Even though you could turn it upside down if you want. I was going to say, if you turn it upside down. Right. It's nothing. It's a fucking candy cane. But Do you know what a cane is? It's something that people who can't walk right use as a crutch. <laughs> it's not a candy communion. It's exactly. a candy cane. Exactly. But because she doesn't know that and she's a nut job, um, she's offended by the shape. But what I would like to do for her... And I'm good. I know the school, so I could actually, if I wanted to send it and address it to her, I'd like to send her a bag of dicks. And if you don't know what a bag of dicks is, you could go to www.abagofdicks.com. It's a bag of candy shaped like penises. So I wonder if she'll be offended by that shape. Maybe she should go is that out. Is a real thing? Yeah, yes. I think yes. her yes. severe yeah, lack. It's amazing. I sent it to quite a few Louis people. Louis C.K. started really? some yeah. real shit with that bit about sucking a bag of dicks. Um, 
I th- my theory is that if she had an actual physical human dick in her life for the last four years, <laughs> she wouldn't be worried about fucking holiday candy. Well, maybe her and, her and Andrew need to get together and make each other happy. Well, that sounds like a good match. Andrew, you heard that? Hey, um, and sorry to Ben. Uh, I know it's just not a bumble moment, but moment, but I think the bear is on to something. I think Andrew needs to put his terrorist in that teacher's cockpit. <laughs> and blow shit up? Wow. I just imagine a really pretty baby resulting from that. I'm yeah, sure super smart, too. Yeah. Very intelligent. Lots of, lots of um, you know, <clears throat> open-mindedness and shit. <laughs> Anyway, this is the uh, country we guarantee with that First Amendment, so... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right, Bear? Yep. I just... That baffles me. Oh, God, here we go. It's always social media with me. It, it really is. I, I I love it and hate it. You know, I'm, I'm very much on it, and I pay attention to so much stuff. Like I said, I'm a gamer nerd, so I pay yeah. attention to all that shit, and... I love it, and then I also... Do you do the online gaming where you're, like, in a headset with I do. you've never met? I do. And do you experience them being this kind of whack dude? No, because I play with grown-ups, you know? It's, okay. Back when I was younger, yeah, I would play with people who, who they've all fucked my mother, and, uh, and, <laughs> and, and, and I've been a faggot about a billion times. But, well, you know, that's not. just people talking shit. That's different. But, you know, just... Uh, social media is it's just so broken, and... Um, mm-hmm. It just makes us all broken. There are no rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like that there's no rules, because then you can do shit like we're doing right now. It's the ultimate freedom. Right. And then, you know, you're sitting behind a computer, you're a keyboard warrior, you'll say whatever you want, but then, you know, you're... But you, you don't know. have to back it up. Right. And you can't. Like the kid in the McDonald's with a big mouth. You're not exactly. You're Ronald McDonald. And, you know, Noel, let me tell you the rest of that story, Noel is not a small man. He's about six foot... Probably, Noel, I'm sorry if I get this wrong, probably about 260. He's not a small man at all. Somebody that you don't want to face down. Big oh, boy. yeah. He's a big boy. And, and uh, He's muscular. Very, very strong. Dude. Yeah, we play basketball together, and we run into each other, and I fall down. And I'm not a little guy. You're not a little guy. No. Um, that's about all I do on a basketball court is fall down. Fall down. Well, you know. Yeah, social media is broken. Society's fucked up. Andrew, I love you, but <clears throat> you're an asshole. Guys, uh... And the Italian in all of us wants to go, I thank you for calling me an asshole. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm one, too. Yeah, we all are. We all have the ability to be a dick, but that doesn't mean you should, like, use your social media voice to trumpet that part of yourself. I think that the... Don't you um, think? Well, I'm the best part of myself. I'm going to defend him a little bit. I'm going to tell you why. I want to hear this. The reason why I'm going to defend Andrew right now, and I don't know Andrew, but the reason why I'm going to defend him is because uh, of this show. This show is a, a speaker mind show. Yeah. It's a non-PC show. So we can't ridicule the people that send us mailbags because they've been <coughs> loyal listeners and they know how we are on the show. Well, I don't know why you're looking at me like that. Because I say what the fuck I want. I don't care if it's ridiculing Correct. or not. Okay, if you gonna, say what you want. If you're going to write in, you give me the open door to say whatever Correct. I want. Correct. Correct. And but that, and but that's, isn't that the beauty of the show, though? It is. That you can literally say whatever you want, and the other person can say whatever they want. And isn't that, that fucking cool? I think it's the most American version of debate. If you've ever watched you. like Moot Court or like the Harvard Debate Club rules, that kind of a context, Brian's absolutely right. Write in whatever you want, but when you do so, you give... Yeah. The host's permission to respond, and the guest's permission to respond in their favorite, most appropriate way. Oh, yeah. That's like that's the awesome thing about what we do here on the show. And by the way, how much American is that? Mm-hmm. 
It's a guy I thing, guys. I hate what you have to say, but it's I will a guy fight thing. to my death to defend your right to say it. Damn right. Yeah. I don't think it's funny, Andrew. I think you should come up with better material. Better material, Andrew. It's a cheap shot, but Andrew. It's a low the blow. Delivery, the delivery wasn't good. The delivery yeah. wasn't good. The material wasn't good. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't get the microphone again. Yeah. Give it another try. Come back to open mic night. You know Set what, Andrew? Better next time. I'm, I want Andrew. Andrew, I want you to win the contest. I do, too, because I would love to sit here and drink rum with the guy and see what other material he's got yeah. and see if we can fucking come up with a sitcom together. I got a good idea for you, Andrew, since you like playing jokes. You're in Panama City, right? Didn't they have a hurricane there recently? No, that was Mexico City. Or Mexico. No, it wasn't. Oh, it hit right up there. Yeah, yeah. Panama oh, City got cracked. Panama City and Pensacola. Yeah. I got a good idea. How about a native... Panama City and with no home on a shelf. Well, there's no shelves left. <laughs> Andrew, how the fuck did you email us out there? That's what I want to know. Wi-Fi. By the way, for the record, we joke, but we really hope everybody up that way is doing well. Yes. Um, I've lived through so many hurricanes down here. Oh, my gosh. I was Andrew. seven years old and Andrew. I lived in Homestead. My house got destroyed. Do you think that this guy was named after that hurricane? God, I hope not. I mean, you live in Key West, so... <laughs> I was you, born and raised there. You've probably been flattened, I don't know how many times. Uh, Wilma, Irma, oh my gosh, I can't even tell. I was in college when Andrew hit Miami, and... Um, Talk about getting butt-fucked by Mother Nature. But you know what? <laughs> it's the price you pay for paradise. Right. You have a season, yeah. you know when it's going to happen, we have technology. Right. We don't have earthquakes. No. We don't have freezing cold weather. No avalanches. You know, I have to say, I have a favorite thing about that urban experience, and it is that it brought the best out of everybody. Oh, yeah. Always does, man. And it's ongoing, by the way, for those who don't know, uh, especially the people in the lower keys. uh, Key West in the hospitality community, more in the last, in the years since Irma, uh, over 30 people have committed suicide because of the hardships brought on by that hurricane. It was, it's been unbelievable. On the one-year anniversary of that hurricane, <clears throat> the people that I spent the storm with in that great house, we all did a FaceTime together just so we could all kind of huh. reminisce and reflect. And within the last week before that, three people that are very close to some of the people that I spent that storm with had, had taken their own lives. The mental health aspects of disaster relief, can I just throw this out to FEMA, are the last thing that's missing from that. From that effort, mm. and what I made the—I wonder if Andrew's named after that storm. That was just a <coughs> thing that came to my mind. It wasn't meant to be positive or negative, um, but it reminds us uh, how many storms have there been? They're every couple of years. Oh yeah, the terrible. really big crazy ones are pretty rare. But who knows with this whole climate change thing? Are they going to become more and more frequent? True. And we got to take care of each other. And what we talked about early. When I asked my friend Mark, why do people care? And the answer was because it's important. So, you know, Andrew, let's do better. Let's, let's find the fun jokes and then make the important things not quite so targeting on people we don't know. And but I think with that, I mean, yeah, you're right. It, it, it is important. And um, with that, I think we're, we're getting out of here. Uh, don't forget, 25% off Hemp Boca products. If you use promo code thing. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at the Guy Thing Podcast. Continue to sales, send us mailbags and voicemails, 856-441-6386. Um, check out the website, GuyThingPodcast.com. John, do me a favor. Pull that microphone real close, 45 seconds. 
Who are you? What do you got? Where can we reach you? My name is John Moore, and I am the general manager uh, and brand manager of Black Coral Rum and Steel Tie Spirits, handmade locally in downtown West Palm Beach. Been in Riviera Beach for a long time. We're moving to the new showcase facility. Come see us. Uh, Look us up on Facebook or Instagram at Black Coral Rum or Steel Tie Spirits on Facebook and IG. My personal Instagram is spirits, plural, evangelist. I'm an evangelist for all things distilled. I love great cocktails. Uh, find me, follow me. If you're in the business, man, I want to know you too. Uh, and we just want to make all the friends we can because all we do is uh, make good juice, we make good cocktails, and we do charitable work. And I'm just grateful for John Bryan having us here today. Our pleasure. Thank you very much, John. We love cross country. We Peace. love cross country. We love Frank. It's been a great night. We love you all. 